0: Section forty eight of A History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eric Bjornson. A History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Four by Henry Charles Lee. Book Eight, Chapter Ten Spheres of Action Political Activity. Part Three. Had the political utility of the Inquisition been the customary expedient that has been asserted, recourse would have been had to it at once. As soon as the flight of Perez became known, a special junta had been formed in Madrid to manage the affair, and there Juan de Gurria, governor of Aragon, familiar with the institutions of his native land, advised that the Inquisition be at once invoked. But there was repugnance to do this, and it was resolved to rely on the regular process of law. Philip presented a formal accusation to the court of the Justicia, alleging that Perez had had Escobedo killed, falsely using the king's name that he had betrayed the king by divulging state secrets and altering despatches, and that he had fled. The documents were sent to the Almanara, who pushed the prosecution, while Perez endeavored to convince the king that it would be better to allow the matter to drop and permit him to live in obscurity rather than to bring the compromising documents to light, as there was no secrecy in Aragonese procedure. He wrote in this sense to Fray Diego de Chavez, the royal confessor, and he sent by the prior of Gotor copies of the papers to Philip, who gave the prior two or three audiences read the papers and then on july first published a sentence condemning perez to be hanged and beheaded with confiscation at the same time instructions were sent to almenara to push the prosecution and to find some means to seize perez and convey him to castile perez had already drawn up a memorial replying to the charges in which he observed considerable reticence now he threw off all reserve and prepared another fortified with documents exposing philip's share in the tragedy and representing himself as undergoing ten years of persecution in reward for faithful service. Philip asked Batista de Lanuza, a lieutenant of the Justicia, to send him a copy of the memorial with his opinion as to the result. Lanusa in reply said he expected an acquittal, whereupon Philip withdrew the prosecution on the grounds that it would reveal matters not proper for publication, declaring at the same time that Paris had committed crimes as great as any subject could, and he reserved the right to prosecute him elsewhere the justicia however continued the case which resulted in acquittal then an accusation was brought that perez had poisoned his astrologer pedro de la hera and his servant Rodrigo de morgado but these charges were easily refuted and again he was acquitted then an attempt was made under an aragonese law permitting inquisitio or inquest in accusations of officials by the king and he was prosecuted for misfeasance in office but he proved that he had served philip as king of castile not of aragon and that he had already been tried and punished for the alleged offenses, so this also failed. The principal object of these successive actions was to prevent his discharge from prison, but they had the effect of heightening the popular enthusiasm for Perez, whose cause became identified with the preservation of the Fueros. As a last resort, when all legal processes were exhausted, recourse was had to the Inquisition. For this some charge involving the faith was necessary, and the first suggestion was an assumed attempted flight to the heretics of Bairn. A safer base of operations, however, was devised by Almanara, who won over by bribery an old servant, Diego Bustamente, and a teacher named Juan de Basante, in whom Perez had the fullest confidence. In explosions of despairing wrath, they said, he had uttered expressions indicating disbelief in God and blasphemous rebellion against his will. We have seen how much of inquisitorial activity was directed against more or less trivial ejaculations of the kind, and it was strictly in rule to act upon such denunciations. It mattered little on what grounds the Holy Office might obtain possession of him. Once in its hands he would be conveyed, openly or secretly, to Castile, where his fate was certain, and before the dreaded words, a matter of faith, all barriers were vain. Inquisitor Medrano put the testimony in proper shape and forwarded it to the Suprema. Philip ordered that Fray Diego de Chavez should be the sole calificador, and he, within twenty-four hours, pronounced the expressions to be heretical. On the strength of this, Inquisitor General Quiroga and the Suprema, on May 21st, 1591, issued orders for the arrest of Perez and his confinement in the secret prison for trial. This was hurried to Saragossa, where it was received on the 23rd, and on the 24th the three Inquisitors, Medrano, Mendoza, and Morian, issued a warrant of arrest, which was presented at the prison of Manifestacion and was refused obedience. The tribunal then sent between nine and ten a.m. to the lieutenants of Justicia a mandate under the customary penalties requiring the surrender, in spite of the pretended right of manifestación, which was abolished in matters of faith. This could not be evaded, and the officials of the justicia were sent to the prison with orders to deliver Pérez to the alguazil of the tribunal. He was put in a coach and driven to the Aliaferia, a short distance beyond the gates, where the Inquisition had its seat. Two servants of Pérez carried the news to Diego de Heredia and Gil de Mesa assembled their friends and sallied into the streets with the cry contra fuero viva la libertad y ayuda a la libertad the cry which under the law could only be raised by order of the justicia and which as we have seen summoned every citizen to come in arms and defend the liberty of the land the tocsin of the cathedral was told and the city rose under the leadership of nobles and gentlemen a part of the mob rushed to the dwelling of the hated almanara the justicia juan de lanusa with his two sons and his officials, endeavored to protect him, but the door was battered in. He refused to fly, but allowed himself to be conducted to prison, on the promise of the mob to spare his life, but he was attacked on the way, and when the prison was reached, it was with injuries of which he died within a fortnight. The other section of the populace hastened to the Aliaferia, and demanded the restoration of Perez and of his friend Francisco Mezzurini, who had been included in the persecution and surrender. Don Pedro de Cese, is said to have brought four hundred loads of wood with him to burn the castle in case of refusal and the situation was menacing in the extreme the viceroy bishop of teruel came and urged the inquisitors to compliance the archbishop Babadía wrote three notes in increasing desperation his palace and that of the justicia would be burnt that night if perez were not given up for five hours the inquisitors resisted this pressure but finally they yielded though even then they safeguarded their authority with an order that Perez's place of confinement should be changed from the secret prison to that of the Manifestados. At 5 p.m. the prisoners were delivered to the counts of Aranda and Morata, with a protest that the trial would be continued. Perez was conveyed back in a coach to his former prison. The people could not see him and were not satisfied until the viceroy made him stand up and show himself, when they shouted that he must appear at a window thrice daily to prove that no wrong was done to him in violation of their liberties and fueros. There was a tradition that Queen Isabella had once expressed a wish that Aragon would revolt, so that an end could be put to the Fueros which limited the royal power. Such an opportunity had now come, and Philip was not a sovereign to neglect it. Cabrera relates that, when he lay sick at Ateca, and the Count of Chinchan brought him the news, he rose at once from bed, had himself dressed, and commenced sending despatches in all directions, ordering the levy of troops. He also wrote to the towns of Aragon and to the nobles, protesting that he meant no violation of their privileges, and the answers encouraged him greatly, for they condemned the troubles at Saragossa, and proffered their services. The Inquisition, moreover, had opened to it an enlarged field of operations, for which it had abundant justification. Already on June 4th the Council of Aragon presented a consulta, calling attention to the impelling of its action, in the threatening of the Inquisitors, and the killing of a servant of one of them. They should therefore commence to take testimony, and arrest the culprits, one by one, who should be relaxed." In such a matter of faith, the nobles could not plead privilege. Work to this end was commenced at once in Madrid. Anton de Almunia, who had testified against Perez, had fled thither with a tale of the threats uttered against him to force him to revoke his evidence. This was a crime against the Inquisition, and Pedro Pacheco, Inquisitor of Aragon, was deputed to take his deposition. The investigation widened all the refugees from aragon and enemies of perez were heard and it was shown that the instigators of the troubles aimed at transferring aragon to france or to found a republic and in this were implicated the diputados of the kingdom the Jurados of saragossa and the gentlemen who favoured perez including the duke of Villa hermosa who was the head of aragonese nobility and the count of aranda the richest and most powerful noble even inquisitor morion who had not been as zealous as his colleagues was laid under suspicion as a preparation for the impending struggle, the Saragossa Tribunal, under orders from Madrid, published on June ninth in all the churches an edict embodying the savage bull C. de Protegendis of Pius V, concerning impeters of the Inquisition, in virtue of which all persons were called upon to aid it, not only in the matter of Perez but of all others. This created intense excitement, an armed mob assembled in the plaza of the cathedral, and discussed whether they were included in the papal censures, and if so, what remedies should be tried to preserve their liberties, while multitudes sought their confessors and asked to be absolved from the ipso facto excommunication incurred. The diputados complained to the king, and to Quiroga, of this stirring up of trouble, when every effort was required to maintain quiet, but they only received from the king a reply thanking them for their zeal for peace." Perez and his friends meanwhile were busy in provoking excitement by addresses and pasquinades in prose and verse stigmatizing their opponents and urging vigilance in defense of the fueros. He also petitioned the Zalmedina to investigate the methods by which almanara and Medrano had gathered evidence against him, and the testimony thus obtained as to bribes, promises, and threats had large influence on public opinion. When the results, however, were sent to Philip by the diputados, he merely replied that he had not read them, for the whole was invalid because witnesses before the Inquisition could only be impugned in it. Perez must be returned to the tribunal before anything else could have attention. The papers, however, were carefully preserved, for the mere investigation was a grave offense against the Inquisition, which was subsequently charged against its authors. The Inquisition judged all men, and was to be judged by none, and in the sacredness which shielded it any attempt to examine its methods was a crime. End of section 48